You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season nine, episode four. I'm John, and I'll try not to swear not to swear within ten seconds. <laughs> Just try not to disappear after um, thirty. I will try and do that as well. I was a weird one last week. I thought I thought I was kind of making good points, and then I was like, "Oh, you can't hear me." So, hi. Uh, I I really hoped you'd been on mute, but not worry. <laughs> I know, cause like I could I could still hear the Perrys. We're a professional organisation here, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I could still hear the two, and I'm like, they can't hear me. What's happening? And I'm looking, I'm going not. It's definitely no on mute. So, yeah. who knows? Almost I dropped the F-bomb there. <laughs> F-bomb, John. Yeah. Unit name. I like it. It's hip-hop. It's hip-hop. Yep, your rap name. Yep. <laughs> Move over in Eminem, F-bomb John's in the scene. Exactly. Well, at least we can differentiate between the two, you know. I'm using it. I've moved on from filthy John to F-bomb John. Yeah. The F could stand for filthy. Very good. <laughs> Filthy bomb, John. Uh, insert your own jokes here. Hey, and John and Chris are on as well. Aye, yeah. <laughs> oh. yes. I don't need a nickname. Just in case we're attracting new listeners and all that. <laughs> I think we might be. Because uh, John's like scooping in scoops all over the place. What's that? Scoop John and F bomb, John. Exactly. Scoop <laughs> Oh, we need now Scatman, John. <laughs> He's been dead for 20 years. Oh, I only recently I, discovered that, you know that? I was just, I, man, I can't feel my talk. I'm getting deja vu here, actually. I think we've spoken about this before in the podcast. Have we? Aye. Oh. I, I don't know why. I, I feel him, I do. I, did. I, I definitely spoke to a guy at work about it. That <laughs> <laughs> was a depressing find for the day. Uh, <laughs> uh, but aye, John's latest scoop, uh, and it's no vanilla, will be featured later on in the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, may as start. Even it's most recent. Well, kind of most recent, but still to come. Europe. See the Celtic are playing tonight. Literally most yes. recent, yeah. Aye, because mm-hmm. we're recording on Tuesday. Uh, Celtic have not long completed the job against Nom Calgary. Um They had the the time was wrapped up in the first leg. Let's face it, uh, a five 0 thumping. Uh, eating them for breakfast. Om nom nom. No. Oh, um, and then look, tonight they, they, they finished it off own goal uh, opened the, the scoring and then uh, it was uh, Schved 7 I agree that score uh, you see he came off the bench and got the, the second goal of the game the last goal of the tie 7-0 tell me about that see, he's I'd, I'd, thought of a, I'd thought of a musical pun earlier for Celtic as well <laughs> uh, which was the fact that you've got Julian playing now it depends if, how into your music are and what era you're from but if you're into the 90s music uh, maybe we got a pressure on Julian tonight uh, his debut do you know who sang that? nope that was past me boy blur mm. one of blur's early albums so must have been very some of the listeners might know some of the listeners might know but I prefer the Oasis that's the master master that one <laughs> I like Bar as well, but I don't know. I'm not as big a right into everyone, so don't know that one. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, right. so Shred got the number seven shirt then. 
I didn't no, know he got, he got the seventh goal of the tie. Oh, right, okay. Right. <laughs> Who actually has the Celtic even have a number seven these days? Because I know oh. Patrick Roberts had that on loan. Um, uh, yeah. And before that, I think it was Miku. When he was, and I went for Henrik to make a comeback. <laughs> oh, we're not getting his boy because he's about to start at Moscow. I seen that in the news yesterday. Uh, no, Jordan's going to start at Moscow for four million euros. Right. Yeah, we've missed a boat with that one. I think. How have we missed a boat with that? Surely we knew about him. <laughs> he's twenty-two now. That makes me feel old. But aye, at the moment there's no number seven in the Celtic squad. So, still hoping that they could still maybe because on Spartak was because I thought there's a lot of pressure. Imagine going, imagine being Jordan Larson and going to Celtic, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Or having your, your die shadow. It's bad enough you're living your die shadow anyway. Yeah. But uh, that would be big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. But aye, um, Celtic through to the next round. As, as comfortable as you could possibly ask and uh, we will be playing Cluj oh, that... we're going to Romania next week and uh, they'll be at Celtic Park the week after that what was their final score? I know they were 1-0 up for the first leg ah, it finished 2-2 in the, the night which is 3-2 in aggregate in Cluj's favour yeah. so, um, uh, give us a Cluj <laughs> You're on a roll it's, tonight. Uh, now, now she's hosting with Michael Parkinson, Lisa Goddard, and Lionel Blair. For, for, the, for any new listeners, this is as good as it gets. It's out of the jokes. If, that's my way. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say if I try to try Unless to it's smart. <laughs> Aye. I, I, I think I'm going for the Celtic Dam market. In fact, given it's given us a clue for the, about the 80s, it's probably the Celtic grandfathers at this point. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> um, we, we still have uh, two games to come uh, in Europe this week. Uh, Rangers were pretty comfortable 2 0 winners at Ibrox against Progress. A um, couple of goals chalked off. Tavernier missed a penalty. They're probably disappointed that they never finished the tie, to be honest. Um, you would expect them to finish the tie in Luxembourg this time. I mean, they, they went there with a 1 0 lead the last time uh, and it got overturned. I don't see that happening. I think this lead will be too big for progress to uh, overcome. I actually fancy the Rangers will probably win the away leg as well. Yeah, yeah. I think um, they've pretty much done that tie. Uh, middle, it's too. We speak too soon because we thought Kilmarnock were going to go through after their win against Kona a couple of weeks ago. Look how that turned out. So, but I do think Rangers will be too strong. Um, they're a lot more organised than they were um, from two years ago under um, Pedro. So. Um, I think they'll go through. It's whether Aberdeen can join them. Um, I, I, I missed the game because of commitments to this podcast, which we'll also talk about later. Um, but a, a decent result considering we were one down, that's all I can say. But John, you know more about the game than I did. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest game, to be fair. After me, kind of talking them up about the previous week in terms of playing quite well, this game was a bit different. Um, didn't help as well, obviously injuries wise, defence for kind of short numbers and then Taylor gets injured pretty early, so there's a reshuffle. Um so I it was a big pretty big reshuffle. The only person that stayed in his position from what started was McKenna. So Constantine <laughs> came in from left back to centre back. Logan went up from right back to left back. Uh, and then Gallagher went from midfield well I midfield to right wing. Yeah, sorry, right back. So I think that caused a wee bit of disruption certainly. 
Um, oh dear, got me a bit of cold. So, aye, didn't help. Uh, but that, cause Taylor had actually started all right. Um, I thought Aberdeen had started okay as well. Generally, I would say much of it didn't play well. I still thought we'd probably been a better team. Um, penalty, I think, slightly unfortunate that gets given against us. I don't know what you think in terms of kind of seeing it. That's all I did see was the penalty, um, the penalty instance. Um, I thought both were definite penalties, to be honest. Um, I think Ojo making his debut leaves a, a, a trailing leg and the player obviously goes down and I think it gives the referee a decision. The second one, um, our one, um, for a minute I, I didn't realise what it was given for. I thought because it was two handballs in this and I, th- I thought he'd given it for the second handball, which I thought would have been harsh because the arm's by the defender's side. How's he supposed to move it? Um, but it was actually for the first instant just inside the box. Um, but the guy did have his arm out, so from that point of view, it was a, the right decision and a terrific penalty by Cosgrove, um, who's now scored th- three and three um, and still gets the criticism. Um, but he does, yeah. Aye, mm-hmm. I, I think he'll continue as well. So it's just these Yankees, just one of those players that's fans are not going to take. Some fans are not going to take to. Mm-hmm. Um, but aye, I mean, he keeps on getting chances, and that, that's what they can do. Um, yeah. Foco can obviously say as well, I always done this score two or three goals with penalties, but he's only putting them away. Um, so that side of things. But yeah, second half, we kind of changed things again a wee bit. Um, so Logan went back to right back, and then Carla went back to well, attacking uh, right wing, switching sometimes with McGinn, and then a bit of a surprise to most of us. Uh, Hedges went to left back. I actually thought Hedges caught quite well at left back. Um, mm-hmm. It was pretty good coming to deep positions, but it's definitely more effective in the final third. Yeah. Um, hopefully he's back playing there. That's Thursday because I don't know what the situation is still with Greg Lee, whether he's fit for this week or not. Yeah, they're hoping that he's fit because, um, but I th- they still don't know if Taylor still has a chance of making this game or not. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, what well, I think, uh, yeah, I thought he was missing. He's missing it. Yeah. Because we've got Devlin out, so Constantine will need to play centre-back. Um, so, um, you know, I don't think Logan's comfortable playing the left-hand side, so you've got to hope that, um, that Lee's fit. Um, yeah. Otherwise, you know, there's a problem. I mean, maybe Gallagher could go to left-back, because I know in the, um, the, the, tie, the tie against the Finnish team, Rops, I can't remember their name there, he played left, yeah. left midfield and looks pretty comfortable, so maybe he could fill in there. It's not ideal, though, um, at the end of the day. You want to, you want your players playing their best positions, especially when we're trying to get into a rhythm um, ahead of the new domestic season. But, yeah, it's going to be tricky on Thursday. Um, but I think I think we'll be good enough to come through um, the second leg. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, again, maybe kind of pause it as much as maybe... They never really get into the game much was the fact that Bryson get minutes. Yeah. Um, difficult one because he's not played any kind of pre-season, much of pre-season. Um, only started training obviously last Monday or Tuesday, so that was kind of something that was kind of good. Yeah. I thought Hedges, as I say again, played well. I thought Oyo looked pretty comfortable. Um, certainly likes to get on the ball, demanded it all the times. Didn't really give the ball away much. Some folks said he was a bit rash at times. That's maybe just in terms of maybe being slightly slight off the pace in terms of match fitness but I think he'll be a good addition um, 
Callaghan, I'm not. Callaghan certainly a willing runner. Um, mm-hmm. His touch is a wee bit suspect, certainly. Um, but whether he's going to be a starter when everyone's fit, I'm not quite sure. I know folk were raving about him in the first game against Rops. I've never seen that when I was in holiday, but um, the two games I've seen, I thought he's, he looks all right, but I, I don't think he'll be a star once everyone's fit. So, but yeah, I think we'll get the job done as well. Yeah, I think so. And the good thing is, if you keep a clean sheet, the job's done. Um, <laughs> but you you can't go in that in the game with a mentality of not conceding. It's more you need to play your own game and, and try and win the game. I've, I've, first and foremost, win a home game. I know that's quite difficult for Aberdeen lately, but it's new season. It's new season, though. So yeah. I. Um, but yeah, but yeah, the worrying thing is, I mean, as soon as that team was announced last week, you kind of look at it. And you're looking at the bench and there was no defensive options. I think, you know, if we get an injury in defence, uh, we could be struggling. And then, you know, what happened with pretty early on we get an injury. So, I, I still think there's room. I think I mentioned last week, I think there's still there's room for definitely another defender in the squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether they're waiting to see what's happening with the Stevie May situation in terms of freeing up wages and stuff like that, or, I don't know, or the Holborn situation as well. Uh, but Holborn's obviously not going to be... He's not going to be fit October. October earlier, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I definitely think I know. I know there's players I can cover, but it's just it's no ideal. Um, no, I think we need to bring at least one more body in to cover um, more than one position in the back four. Yeah, and the um, fit, fit regular centre back we do have again is getting linked when moves away. But I don't understand how people are saying, "I will folk have been bidding three million when we've rejected bid supposedly of double previously." According to the port, so yeah, but, yeah, nothing happens uh, there. Aye. Speaking about Stevie May, he was all set to be going to St Johnson last week. They had his squad number ready for the um, game against Brecon, and then all of a sudden, his agent um, up up the terms at the last minute, and St Johnson said, "No, that's it with our budget. Um, no, thank you." Um, Aye. So it's a shame. It's, it's the player you feel for because the player had agreed terms. It's just um, agents messing things up, um, and I don't think. I think the agent. I was told by a fan um, who I work with, uh, who's a St Johnson supporter, says that apparently the agent is Ryan Vine, who fell out with Tommy Wright. So ah, right, okay. A bit of bad blood. I think that's why Wright was a wee bit peeved as well. So um, yeah, and it's not the thing St Johnson need right now. No, definitely not. I think as well online when you looked online, St Johnson fans were kind of willing to take him back, much as they realised the. He's not been the same player as what he was in his first period at St. Johnson. It's the ideal place for him to go back as those fans worship him. Um, and they would give him that wee bit more time to maybe succeed. Not have the same kind of pressure, whereas now he's in the situation. Now he's in the what? He's in the set. I think is that a river somewhere? Oh, he's dropping down to maybe at St. Mirren. Right, you'd dropped off again just to warn you. <laughs> Are you doing your hide and seek competition again? Where did you? Well, I was just saying, it's basically a situation with me as he either becomes a fringe player at Aberdeen or hardly ever plays, or he ends up maybe down in Dundee or something like that. Yeah, Dundee have supposedly made a, a good offer. Um, we don't. We don't know. It doesn't look as though his future's at Aberdeen, but lots of things anyway. Um, the fact he's got two years left in his contract and we're just willing to let him go. Um, plus we've got 
no Cosgrove, Maine, Anderson and uh, Wilson. His chances are going to be limited. Um, I'd like to see him go on loan for uh, for six months and see how he gets on. If it didn't work out in his loan deal, then we just let him go. And if it worked out, then he comes back a better player like Peter Pollock did when he went to St Johnston a few years ago for six months. He came back and was one of our best players for a while. But it looks as though the minds be made up. And I think May, by the sounds of things, wants to go. Um, and if that's the case, good luck to him. Um, but St Johnson, I watched the highlights of the Betfred Cup game. They were already out um, before they played Forfar. Forfar still had a chance of going through and Forfar won and for what I saw in the highlights. Although, bear in mind, it was from Forfar's um, YouTube account. Um, so it might be slightly biased, but they looked dominant and they looked by far the hungrier and better team in the day. And that's worrying for St Johnson. All right, it was a St Johnson um, backup team um, in some respects, but you still expect them to be putting a better performance than what they did. Yeah, finishing with three points in a group that's got four for Montrose and Breakin City in it as well. That's that's pretty embarrassing for St. Johnson, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montrose obviously beat them earlier in the campaign, four for beat them here. Um, it was enough to take four for through as one of the, the four best runners up as well, so congratulations to them. Um, Rush County were one of the, one of the teams that got a maximum 12 points out of 12 the top of the group. So, But even though, you, you, would, you would have expected Expected Ross County and St. Johnson, they both come out of that group. Um, and St. Johnson haven't even got close. Uh, so, mm-hmm. the questions will be asked if St. Johnson don't start the league campaign well. Um, they don't exactly have the best of starts. They are the visitors for Flag Day at Celtic Park. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not going to be judged on that game, I don't think. Unless they win it. <laughs> Which case, they'll be judged very highly. They can put all the League mm-hmm. Cup uh, woes behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing they've done what a bit of business they got a defender in, didn't they? Storian guy. Yeah. Storian international. Yeah. Uh, so um, just uh, the other things in the league cup. I mean, I mentioned last week that uh, Edinburgh City still had the chance to go through, and then they probably lost most of the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost the uh, Tisco ride in the, the following night, so that was that was my prediction scuppered straight away. Aye, uh, uh, then I'll be in Rovers waiting on the weekend. Yeah. Aye. Um, I saw the highlights of that, um, that online. Uh, a couple of well-taken goals. Um, like burn round the goalkeeper to make it 1-0. Um, after I'm sitting in the second one, um, was a header. Um, after a good little move. So, yeah. It was a... I'll be in Rovers actually for setting in that group. Um, obviously, it wasn't enough to take them through. Um because of their goal difference, which was mainly affected against Dunfermline, but they did well to finish second in a group ahead of St Mirren, um, and having beaten two teams, well, East Kilbride's had an hour um, non-league, but Edinburgh City's in their division, so that might give them a bit of confidence ahead of the new season. Uh, I mean, I mean they, they were pretty close, because the officer drew with St Mirren um, on Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Yeah, um, Samaran won at penalties. Right, so, so had Albion Rovers won that in penalties, he'd have finished in eight points, which might have been enough. Uh, Morton went through with eight. Yeah. Um, they scored the most goals, I think, in the tournament so far. Okay. 14. Right, yeah. I think Morton still have been ahead in them in goal difference. Yeah. Right, Albion Rovers is minus four. So. Um, but that's that's the kind of difference he's, he's five also went through eight points in, in Hearts group which is the other surprise he went through a, a plus two goal difference so yeah of the three teams that could have finished eight points then Albany was still being lost off when it went through but it shows how close it came mm-hmm. 
it, it just shows what these bonus points can do because uh, Air United um, looks as though they were going to be favourites to go through. They drew to each other and lost that penalty shout. Um, and East Five won theirs. Um, so. Yeah, and that's the difference. Because if Air United won their penalty shoot, they'd have had a better goal difference than East Five. And then they went through. Yeah. It wasn't to be. And he's almost got the full points in that group. 11 12. Mm-hmm. Was it Mullerwell was and Ross County were the only two that got the maximum points? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, because Hibs got 11 as well. Um, Dundee got 10. Partick Thistle got 10. As I said, 11. They're firmly top to a group with 9 points. So, as the Tarts. Aye. Then we had the situation on Sunday where folk thought that Dundee and Inverness were going to play a 0 0 draw. Yep. Well, credit to Dundee, they went out and won their game. So, um, uh, and Inverness went out, East Fife, who were hanging on waiting to see what would happen. They went through um, and got a nice little draw. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good draw for East Fife. Um, they'll, they'll know they'll probably go out, but it'll be, you know, likely be picked up by BT Sport. Um, as well, you'd imagine that'll be one of the two picks. So I think they're taking two games this round. Um, I think the other one should be one of either Dundee, Aberdeen, and Motherwell versus Hearts. I would think it would be the Motherwell Hearts one, to be honest. Aye, to me, Motherwell Hearts is the the, the, the tie of the round. Yeah. Uh, they should be picking that one up. I think they are going to pick up a Rangers away game. Um, so if they get it home and firm one, so that will probably get overlooked. Um, I, you never know. You never know. So. But um, I would, there's a good chance, there's a good Premiership tie in there to pick up. Um, and as you say, the, the Aberdeen game is uh, the other one I think is worth, worth picking up. But I think if they're going to pick any one of the two, it's going to be the Mullow Hearts game. Yeah, I think so. Ties so. has been played 17th and 18th of, 18th of August. So, yep. not too far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of weeks. And that weekend off for the, the league so we play two league games and then we're done for the week <laughs> Just, it used to be that it was a midweek that didn't have the European ties but the European ties now take up eight consecutive so uh, it's not getting fat in this thing unfortunately it was the same last season it was a a fairly interesting draw I think um, what I say the Mullow Hearts game is the, the standout I don't think but We'd fancy Celtic to get through against Don Fairman. Um, I'm not sure what else. I don't see a shock in there anywhere. Yeah, you just never know um, what might happen. Um, but yeah, the Betfred Cup will be part for the next couple of weeks because um, it's league action is back. Saturday, well, Friday um, with the championship game, but Saturday, um, the big kickoff in all four divisions. Yeah, I will come on to predictions soon for that in terms of the kind of season ahead, but uh, before that, um, John, the good John, managed to get an interview with Albion Rovers manager Kevin Harper, so enjoy, listeners. Uh, I enjoyed it myself anyway. So, this is Scottish Football Forums podcast uh, interview with uh, Kevin Harper ahead of the new season um, with your team Albion Rovers. So, how are the lads shaping up for pre um, for the new league season? Yeah, well, we've done we've done well. We've brought a few players in. We've retained a lot uh, from you know when Joe and I came in when we get rid of rid of a few players and we brought some people in. So they've all wanted to stay. So you know pre seasons went well. We've played against teams that are above our level and we've held our own. So. You know, we're looking forward to it. 
Yeah, and um, obviously it's a far cry from when you first went into the job because the club had only won the um, one of the, only one of the first few games uh, before you came in. I mean, what was the atmosphere like? Uh, it was it was what you expect. Players were down. They they didn't really believe in in themselves. You know, so we had to we had to change it. We had to bring different characters in. You know, team people that were mentally stronger than what we had. Uh, we felt we'd done that. You know, we knew it would take time to to blend the team. You know, and we added Smart and Juliano just at the back end of of February, uh, and they came in and done really really well for us, along with the other boys and the the few boys that we kept. You know, so. After after we came in, we, we set down what we were aiming to do, and you know the boys took on board what we were saying. You know, and all credit to them. You know, they overhauled Berwick and, and went ahead. Yeah, that was um, some turnaround because the first 12 games you, you didn't win, and you had that late draw with Berwick, which kept you some boys behind. I mean, at that point, how how much did you have to work to keep the belief that you could get out this? I think I think at that point the boys did genuinely believe that we would get out of it. You know, that was that was the that was the thing. You know. We knew we were playing well, you know, the luck wasn't there. But as I said to him, we, we have to just keep working hard and the luck will change and our, our uh, opportunities will change. You know, we'll score a goal, we'll win a game, you know, and then and then the belief starts to go, you know, sky high. You know, what we've been telling them and what we've been teaching them, you know, they then suddenly believe that we're doing the, the right things by getting results and that's what they did in fairness to the players. Yeah, you got a stroke of luck in the 9th of March because um, the, you got the news that your result with Clyde was overhauled to a victory in your favour and then you went to still and Albion and win. I mean that must have been a real um kick that you needed to get yourself back in because you went for seven to one yeah. on one day. No, it was it was it was it was a big performance for us at Stirling but you know prior to that, you know, our goalkeeping coach had passed away prior to that week. So, you know, that was that brought us together even closer than what we what we were because we were a, a real close group and, you know, the Stirling, you know, waking up to the three points we Again, for Clyde was great, but we still had to go out and do a job against Stirling, and we did that. You know, we were very, very close. Before that, we had three games that we had get beat one 0 So, you know, we knew that the tide was turning. It was just getting that one result, and you know, we got it against Stirling, and the the benefit of of the Clyde overhaul, the three the three points helped us massively, and I think that sent Berry into turmoil, to be honest. Yeah, and then you went to win five from your next eight games, which culminated with a three 0 away win away at Berry, which. Guaranteed survival. I mean, just uh, just describe that feeling of staying up. Considering the club the year before being relegated from League One, having formed bottom one in the last day of the season, that was some achievement to turn that around completely because you were written off. Yeah, I think I think pretty much everybody in Scottish football, apart from our group, had written us off. You know, we knew it was going to come down to the last quarter. You know, we were we were thankful that Berwick didn't win many games in the quarters before that. You know, uh, we knew. We would be, we would, we were tougher to beat. You know, we were in games for longer. You know, and then I was, I was really disappointed. I was disappointed going into the Berwick game. To be honest, I, I genuinely thought we would be six points ahead. I wanted to be six points ahead, but you know, we were five points. We knew we had better players than them. We were more confident than them. You know, and we all, all we had to do was go and play. You know, try and take the nerves out of the, out of the game, out of the situation. And we'd done that, you know, we were a little bit nervy probably the first 10 minutes, but after that we, it was 3-0 and we actually cruised the game, you know, they didn't look likely coming back into the game at all. Yeah, and I see that um, you've brought in eight boys uh, for the start of this season, having lost uh, nine plus a couple of lone players, uh, how have they been settling in? They've settled in really well, you know, they've added, they've added, what, uh, they've added to the group, which is good, they're the right characters as well, you know, they've added more quality, you know, and the players that have been here 
have stepped up to the mark through pre-season, you know, which is which is fantastic. You know, people will be disappointed throughout the season that they're not playing, but you know, it's how they react and I've got no doubt in this group that, you know, will react in the right way, whether they're playing or whether they're not, because we are a we are a real tight unit and that's that's a big thing for me. You know, teams that do really well have got good team spirit, good leadership, you know, on and off the pitch, you know, and a good togetherness and we've got we've got that in abundance and you know, we'll have we'll have bad times throughout the season, that's for sure. But, you know, that team spirit and that work ethic will get us through. Yeah, and you've obviously got a good backroom team, and um, I know you've got a good uh, physio there, uh, John. You asked me to say that to you, I, I, I used to play football with him um, a while ago. Yeah, no, we, our, our backroom, backroom staff's key. You know, we've got Joe as the assistant, you know, Andy is a goalkeeping coach. We've got, you know, JD is, a, is the sports therapist. We've got Jade as the, is the uh, physio. You know, we've got, we've got uh, sports scientists, sports uh, strength and conditioning, sports psychologists, Haley the sports psychologist who'll be key, you know, uh, Kieran who's the, the sports the sports science. You know, so we've got every every avenue covered that we can make the players the best that they can be. You know, so we're doing it we're doing it properly, we're doing it professionally and everything about the club is now in a professional manner. Well, that's good to hear because you, um, obviously there's a perception of lower division clubs that you know they don't have things like sports scientists. So I mean, how much uh, funding has been put into that? That you know, because um, you know from the outside looking in, Alvin Rovers doesn't look like a club that's going to be got a bottomless pot of cash. No, we don't. We don't have. We don't have. But you know, the people that were brought in are doing it. You know, because they want to enhance their career first and foremost. You know, we've gave them that opportunity, but we've also we've also looked after them and the understanding of you know where we go we've not got a bottomless pit we know that you know everybody knows that but what we have to do is we have to change change things you know we've just brought in a, a, a striker coach as well and Ali Graham so you know we're, we're trying to cover all bases that the players know how professional this club is and what it takes to go to the next level and that's the most important thing for me and as a club you know whatever happens to the players or whatever happens if I'm here for 10 years you know then we leave the club in a better situation and a better standpoint than when we came in and the players that are here they improve whether you know they stay here or they go on to better things or you know they go elsewhere they leave here knowing that they've had the best professional place that could possibly be part-time yeah, and the Betfred Cup performances has been a bit of a mixed bag of against East Cobride and obviously defeat by the Felmer, but by all counts a good performance say, against uh, St Martin from the Premiership. Uh, how much encouragement that give you ahead of the more important challenges which are facing the uh, League Two? You know, the, the, the Betfred Cup's been been of interest. You know, we we played East Cobride and we done really well. We should probably have won three or four. You know, and then we get trounced off Dunfermline and I was really, really disappointed. You know, I was embarrassed. You know, I think the players knew that I was embarrassed. So the St Man game, I was more looking for a performance. We changed a, we changed a few players, and you know, it's a, it's a warning sign to anybody in the club that, you know, if you don't perform, you won't be in the team. You know, and that's that's what I want. It's healthy competition. You know, but St Mirren, we we done well. We can play better. That's for sure. We can get the ball down and play better. You know, so there's things to work on, but there's there's real positives going into the season. That's good to hear. And uh, who, who just, what is the ambitions for Albion Rovers this season? Is it um, for, are you looking at promotion or is it mainly make sure you stay in the league first and foremost to I, see where you go from there? I think, I think for, for me, certainly on a personal level, it's got to be looking at being, you know, playoffs, win the league. You know, you, you go into every season, I think, 
I don't go into the season saying, oh, we just want to stay up. I want to finish as high as possible and as high as possible is top. Whether that happens or not is, is you know, we'll see come the end of the season. But first and foremost, we have to be entertaining, which we will be. We have to be hard working. We have to have the desire and we'll see where that takes us. But, you know, if as a manager, you want to finish top of the league. I don't care what league you're in, you should always want to finish top. And for me, that's where I want to finish. You know, there's other teams, there's another nine teams that want to finish top as well. You know, and that's that's part and parcel of it. But for me, you know, if we do the right things, then we'll see how, how where we get to. Who do you see as the main rivals um, for the top four spots? I, th- I think I think there's I think probably every team, every team, every team's a possibility. I think. I don't think there's any one outstanding team that you go there really favourites. You know, you look at last season, you look at Clyde and Peter Head, who Peter Head probably had the biggest budget. Clyde, were, in my opinion, were the best football inside. So they were two favourites. Edinburgh City will be there. You know, a lot of people are talking about Cove as well. You know, we don't know. We don't know until we play them and everything settles down. People are still trying to get their teams together just now. You know, we're fortunate that we've got the majority of our side. We're, we're adding. We're looking to add a few more. Uh, but you know, I'll go into every game believing that the team against us is is the top team. Yeah, it's Dennis Muir. They were a team that came down last season, like yourselves last year, and um, opening day of the season away from home. That's going to be a tough start. They had a good performance against Hearts the other night. Um, but no, do you think that you're capable of getting the three points next week? I, I go into every game thinking we're capable of getting three points. You know, whether we do that or not is you know down to many different factors. You know, Stenish Muir will be tough. You know they'll be they'll be hurting from from getting relegated, you know. But to be honest, I don't think any other team. I just concentrate on our team. You know that I that can only affect our team. Uh, I can't affect anybody else, uh, and that's that's how it goes. You know, every other team can do as they please. I've got no absolutely no interest apart from from my group of players. Yeah, and then you mentioned Cove. You've got them in the first home game of the season. Uh, how much are you hoping for a, a good turnout that day? We have to entertain. We have to make sure that you know the fans are coming to be excited. You know they'll get something to to come and watch. You know we get away from the fact that it's an entertainment business that we're in. You know uh, it'll be tough. You know it'll be, a, it'll be a good game. I think a lot of fans will come and want to have a look at what Cove are like. You know it's our first chance again, the opportunity to see them. You know Paul Harley's been in there. They've, they've spent. A, 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 I'm sure they've got more, a lot more money than what we have. You know, but at the end of the day, we look at ourselves and how we can, how we play. And I, I genuinely believe if we play to the best of our abilities, we'll win more games than we'll lose. You obviously commit yourself to the club for at least another year. Um, is the further ambition to try and progress up the managerial ladder like anyone else would? I think, no, I think I would be, I would be lying if I was sitting here saying that I don't want to progress. You know, but first and foremost, I want to progress with Albion Rovers. That's the most important thing for me right now. I'm the Albion Rovers manager. I'm proud to be the Albion Rovers manager, and I want to make sure that we, as a club, progress, you know, further than what we have done. You know, our, our ambition, I'm sure the the board as well, is to get to the league above, and then, you know, we see where that goes. You know, and that's my ambition as well. As long as the club matches my ambition, then you know, we don't we, we don't know what can happen. You know, at the end of the day, we might go in a another 13 game run and all not winning, and I, I might be. Have no job, you know. So at the end of the day, I don't look too far, too much, too much in the future. I just look at the here and now, and you know, take each.
each each day, each game as it as it comes, and trying to improve the players in every training session and every game. Yeah, and what's the um, obviously it's a different environment to what we're saying. What's the atmosphere now within the club? The atmosphere's great. It's it has been great since I've you know I've came in. The first couple of weeks was difficult. You know we had to change players around. Players, in my opinion, weren't good enough. You know, but you know I think the club are certainly more professional now. We're a more professional environment. You know, players know what they're coming into uh, and what I expect. You know, but the club in a whole, we're we're a family club, we're a together club. You know, it's not a sort of us and the board. It's a we. Uh, the board have been great. They've been very supportive. You know, and I can only repay. I can only try and repay the faith that they had in me because it would have been easy when I had came in and day 13 games and not winning to doubt doubt themselves and. They might have, they might not have, but I'm sure some of the fans did as well. But you know, we as a coaching staff were always always confident that we would get out. Uh, I was that confident we would get out of it that I guaranteed the board it uh, in the minute of you. Maybe that was silly, but you know, it came to fruition. I've not I've not promised them anything, I've not guaranteed them anything this season, so I've learned from that. Yeah, good stuff. Um, I'll just ask a final question because um, you're obviously a former Hibs player. Um, how do you see them them doing this season? I think they'll do well. I think that they've got a good manager, they've got a good group of players. You know, Scott Allen going back there's a real bonus for him and for the club I think. I think that's where where he sits. But, you know, the manager showed that they were they were difficult to beat last year, you know, when he came in. And I think it'll be the same this year. Uh, it'll be tough. It'll be a tough league. I think there's you know, you've got Celtic Rangers obviously, you've got Hearts sort of strong, you've got Aberdeen, you know, St Johnston are always there or thereabouts, Motherwell. You know, so you can you can go through the whole the whole league and there will be tough games but I think Hibs are a, a club that should be in the top top three, you know, top four. Uh, they've got the fan base, the fans are great, you know, and they've got the stadium, they've got all the facilities. I th- I genuinely believe that the manager's very good and he'll bring the club forward. Yeah, and would you love to come up against them in the Scottish Cup? I know the board might be looking more at Celtic and Rangers, but how much would you love to come up against your old club at some point? No, it would be it would be good. You know, I loved my time at Hibs. You know, that's where I, I made my name, made my debut. You know, it's always it would always be good to go back and, and test yourself against the very best, and they are one of the best in my opinion. You know, yeah, the board financially would probably look at Celtic and Rangers, but you know, for for me, it's. It's about testing yourself at the very top level against the best managers and the best teams, and you know Hibs are certainly one of them. Excellent. Well, thanks very much for your time. I'll let you get to your training now, but um, thanks very much, President Kevin. No good problem. luck this season. Cheers. Thank you. Cool. Right. That was good to hear. Um, thanks again, John, for taking the one for the team and missing Aberdeen's game to go and get that interview. <laughs> it was more fun uh, meeting Kevin, to be fair, um, from what I heard of the Aberdeen game. But no, they've. Um, yeah, he's been he's been doing a remarkable job as we we said. Um, I mean, after a difficult start from because when he inherited the team, they'd only won one game and then he hadn't won in was it twelve or thirteen matches um, before they got that that lucky day where everything went right with the the Clyde result being overturned yeah. and then them getting the three points at Sterling Albion and kicked them on won five of the last eight games. Um, and I'm going to give a shout to um, sports therapist there, John Peacock, because he's um, he's one of my mates. F- who does um, some physiotherapy? So he's got a job there and is doing very well. So, and he says he'll get a few of the Albion Rovers teammates to listen to this and put it on the, their fans forum. So thanks, John. Nice one. I yeah. thought it was quite Aye. interesting when um, when 
Kevin was mentioning about, about the, the drop points against Berwick and he, he believed that they were still going to do it because um, mm-hmm. I would I would have thought after that again the heads were going to go down but he was uh, putting in the good performances and uh, he knew the results were going to come and, and, and sure enough they did so yeah. um, that, that was that was probably the most interesting part of the interview for me yeah he was more he, he was obviously more confident in his team than um, that we were because we're outsiders um, yeah. and we just see we just see the results see how many points they were behind because they were seven behind um, and then all of a sudden they went one behind with the two results in the one day. But he, it shows what ha- can happen with it when you work and work with players. And if you keep believing, results will come. And sure, hell, they did. And they survived comfortably in the end. Mm-hmm. Aye. 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 But the eighth, I think. They didn't even finish. No, they were, no, they were they, ninth. Did they finish ninth? Right? Yeah. I know they got close. Aye. But they, were eight, no, they, were, they finished eight ahead of Berwick. Right. Aye. I spoke to him earlier on the interview. Came across well, very confident. Um, yeah, um, good luck to them in the new season. Um, they, I think they might be one to watch. Just mm-hmm. um, if they can kick on from the way they finished last season, as you say, they're winning the five of the last eight. Mm-hmm. When they're under pressure, it's certainly certainly important to get those results, and, and, and that can kind of kick you on. But um, different kind of pressure this time. It's can, what, what can you do next? Because I'm sure when again, as he said in the interview, he's, he's not aiming to. Finish ninth again this season. It's just it, like you're you're going into this wanting to do as well as you can. So, mm-hmm. well, I'm tipping them um, to come in the top four um, just because I think they've got a little bit of momentum. Um, but to be honest, it's, it's a difficult one in that division. Who who you pick in the, the top four? Craig's actually got them finishing tenth. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've got Cowden Beath for that position, um, but I've got Cove Rangers win the league. Uh, you're the one that's got the most faith in Cove Rangers because there's a if you look at the blog on the Scottish Football Forums website, um, almost everybody's got Cove Rangers doing something this season. In your case, they're going to win it. Um, I've got them in the playoff. Uh, I think Craig's got them in the playoff, and um, I'm pretty sure F Bomb John's got them. Oh uh, yeah, I've got them in the playoff. Well. So we're we're all predicting. I've seen Cove a bit Rangers of them as well. I've seen a bit of them last season uh, when they played Talbot. I was impressed by them, and I think as well having Hartley in. They're going to have ambitions to go up the league. He wouldn't be taking that job if they didn't have ambitions to go up the league. Yeah, I agree. I don't they, think they, they had a decent tie against um, Dundee United. It's not something Dundee United. Inverness. Uh, they had a decent game in Inverness on Tuesday, Wednesday last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they finished 3-2. So, I mean, that's, if that's the kind of performance they're going to put in, then it leaves them a good stead for that division. Yeah, and Dundee yeah. needed penalties to beat them. Yeah. yeah. They were also helped as well. They've got good contacts with Aberdeen, good relationships with Aberdeen, and Aberdeen and Aberdeen are saying players are known as well. So, yeah. not I'm saying that Cove Rangers are going to be bad to feed a club and such, but it's certainly a, an area whereby Aberdeen are going to benefit from it and Cove are going to benefit from it as well. Um, Antonazzi went on loan and he scored in his debut for Cove as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think they will do well. It's a real professional setup there as well. Um, you go, well, they've got the new pitch that they could have moved into. Um, Last season and everything like that, so yeah, I, I think we do well. And then, uh, sorry, you go. I was, it's quite funny. That's one of the diff- one of the major differences between the, the predictions and you look at them is uh, I, I've got Elgin City tipped for being in the playoff, and um, <laughs> Bob John's got him being tipped in the relegation playoff. <laughs> That's one of two big differences between me and John actually, because um, he's also got Peter Head getting relegated, and again I've got Peter Head in the playoffs. League One was the most difficult one I thought to predict that season. Yeah, the Championship last year was the most difficult, but this year I think League One was the most difficult. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think most people would pick between Falkirk and Wraith. Um, I'm, I've picked yeah. Falkirk, so if you join. Um... Craig's the only one in the forest that never went for Falkirk. He went for Wraith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think Falkirk have recruited quite smartly. Um, with a couple of players. I've got Declan McManus in loan, who I think he'll score goals at that level. They've um, brought Mark Dundon to shore things up at the back. Um, and I think they'll... Or a Sabin, I think, signed for Falkirk. Yeah. Yeah, that's another good signing um, at that yeah. level. And I just think Wraith Rovers, um, I'm just not sure John McGlynn's the, the right man to get them up, but you never know. He, he's got them into the playoff, and, but then they lost it. Um, Chris has got them winning a double as well. He's got them winning the Challenge Cup. Yeah. I don't know, it's a Scottish team. Mm-hmm. Aye. <laughs> I've got a feeling I know a Scottish team might do it, but if it's going to be a Scottish team, I think Falkirk are going a good shout. Yeah. I think Falkirk are going to have a really good season this season. I think they're going to bounce back in style. Uh, the new owner might make a difference as well. Mm-hmm. That's um, right. Yeah, one or two teams. I've got a new owner, that's like it's perfectly thistle. Um, I've also picked up a new owner, which is why McBookie have made them um, favourites for Gary Caldwell to get the chop <laughs> to be first in the, the, the sack race in, in the championship. Um, I know we combined our um, first casualty team for the top two divisions, um, and I think it's predictably either Tommy Wright, as I've gone for, and uh, you've gone for as well, John, and then um, both Craig and F Bomb have gone for uh, the nice, yeah. Come on. Yeah. I, I, I think it's really hard because I was looking through both divisions thinking, like, the guys I would think are maybe going to be favourite to get the chop are either they've been there that long, they've probably got the face of the board, mm-hmm. or they think that's probably going to have a decent season, so they're not going to be under threat. Yeah, that's Kim. I think his last two, last season um, there was standout candidates like, because Hartley wasn't doing well at Falkirk, Shabalazlo wasn't doing well at Dundee United, Neil McCann, well, no comment. Um, but it was <laughs> it was um, it was it was a wee bit easy to pick one of those. But whereas this season, I look at the managers and the same and think they seem quite quite secure or they're just in a job. Um, I don't see the mad anyone pressing the panic button anytime soon. I did think at one point is maybe Brian Rice going to be it, but then he's just in the door and I think Hamilton like him. Um, mm-hmm. So, and they're not really, they gave Martin Cannon a long enough time, so I think they'll do the same with Brian Rice. Um, but, yeah, it, probably, probably the two is a bit, the, the three of us are being lazy by picking one of those two. Um, but we'll just need to wait and see. Well, I forget anything what we did last season where there's two guys gone within a month. Um, then it's going to throw all bets out, I think. Because yeah. uh, I don't think anybody really seen what's coming. But yeah. I think 22... Like started. Yeah. I think 22 managerial changes were made last season. 22 or 23. Obviously, in Dundee's case, they made the change twice. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them were sackings, but in, like, obviously in Celtic's case, it was... Uh, one manager leaving in the middle of the campaign and goes down south again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then bring them all, which Neil Lennon himself was one of the guys that had been moved on um, for the Hibs job. So. Yeah. And then the championship in terms of predictions, um, I think most people have picked one of the Dundee clubs. I didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. No, you went with I've, I've gone for Inverness. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I think Dundee United are going to miss out again. I think we're going to get caught up in the playoffs yet again. I think that's a little bit enough. I've also went for Morton. I couldn't decide between Morton and um, Dundee. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of left Dundee out of it. That might be the one I'm... 
cringing oh, at I've got I've got interesting and Dean Morton. No reason I'm picking Morton is because of Hopkins. Aye, that was my oh, thinking as well. He's got experience with that. And yeah. I would be surprised if he then takes Morton really far in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, would, I'm pretty sure if I spoke to my mate that's a Morton fan, he would say back as far relegation, but mm. he doesn't have yeah. exactly season. Aye. <laughs> everyone had the combination of Arbroath or Arlo for ninth and tenth, um, except Craig who put Queen of South in the playoff again. Um he did have them going down last season, so he wasn't far away. So now he's got them to finish one posi- um, in the same position. Um, and then into the Premier League, Craig's the only one that's pitched someone other than Celtic to win the league. Um, we yep. know who he's went with. He's, yep, he's with that... the Rangers. And if you read his hopes for the season for his team, it's stopped <laughs> nine in a row. So I'm not sure if one foot the other. <laughs> yeah. If we all get the same top sets in terms yes. of the teams in it, haven't we? Aye, we do. We've all went... Um, well, three of the four have said Celtic to win it, Rangers to be the runners up. Um, the others went Rangers to win it, Celtic to be the runners up, and everybody else has said Aberdeen, Hibs, Hearts, and Willow for the top four, uh, six. Yeah. Um, so we've obviously no faith in Kilmarnock. And it's a combination of the... Levy and St. Martin to go down. Yeah. Yeah, I've got Hamilton in the playoffs, I think. Levy will probably do just enough to stay up again. I think they've lost too many good players. That is the concern. It's whether they can, especially at the back. Because I think Gallagher left. Yeah. Um, Liam Liam uh, Kelly also left, and uh, Halkett left. So yeah. Yeah, that's three main players gone. I know they've still got um, Lithgow, but yeah. But they still did pretty well in their league cup section. So they did. I know it only had Air United focus on a Berwick in it, but still decent results. True. Compared to you mentioned obviously. Oh, sorry. I was just saying, compare someone like St. Johnson. Uh, what were you saying, John? I just got uh, the fixtures, obviously, in the Premiership at the weekend through, just mentioned Celtic, Flagdale, Holton, St. Johnson. You've got Hibs, Holton, St. Mirren, Lovey against Motherwell, Ross County, Hamilton, and then Sunday, Kamarnock versus Rangers, which is probably, I would say, the, the game. Well, actually, both games on Sunday could be a potential for a tie week. Kamarnock, Rangers, and then Aberdeen against Hearts. Ah, it's a good Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'd like... Those games are, are they both the telly? No, just the Rangers uh, one. No. Just I just the Rangers one. Right. Yeah. That's a pity because Aberdeen Hearts would be a good. They'd be a good double header to watch both of them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's just just the one game uh, from the the top flight that's on telly at the weekend. But I think B, is it BBC have got Dunfermline Dundee. Yes, it is. Yeah. BBC Scotland Channel. Uh-huh. So that's a, a good wee start to the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that could be a tasty game, that one, the Friday night. But, um, yeah, looking forward to the the domestic season. I know we've obviously been Aberdeen through the European qualifiers, um, as well as Celtic Rangers and Kilmarnock. And the, the other teams have been involved in the Betfair Cups. The season is underway, but it doesn't feel like the season gets going until the league starts for me. Yeah. Um, other, other ties that caught my eye at the weekend, Dundee United and Inverness in the Championship. It should be an interesting one at the top of the table because they'll both be eyeing up promotion themselves. Um, Falkirk will start on their league one campaign away to Peterhead. Mm. Um, and Cove Rangers are hosting the... Uh, until the Cove Rangers themselves came up with the new team, uh, club in the SPFL. <laughs> so uh, the two newcomers, relatively yeah. speaking, <laughs> facing each other. Day one. Yeah, and Albion Rovers. Um, yeah, Albion Rovers. They're away to the Yeah, just come down. Yeah. Pretty sure you mentioned on the, the interview as well. 
because with that was Albion Rovers that done that the previous season. So mm-hmm. yeah, they've got a tough start. Yeah, Rovers having Stennis Muir away in Cove at home that'll be a test of their metal. Aye, definitely. Yeah, good luck to them. A mock starter goal of the week once the league campaign gets going. Yeah. Aye, did you did you pick one out though? The, the, the group? Well, there was. I don't know which player scored it. It was a Pollock goal, whereby there was a fair bit of good team goal. So, yeah, I might tweet it later um, for folk to see. But I will get it started probably that week. Yeah. Big campaign gets going. Yeah. We'll see right. a lot more. Story. I think we should um, try and expand ourselves from just watching sports scene on Sunday and pick out a game or two from um, the other leagues on YouTube. I so give a lower yeah. league some exposure. The juniors as well, obviously. I was at yeah. the games of the week. I had made a couple of games already. Um, the sectional cup, which is effectively kind of like the Betty Fred Cup started um, last Saturday, so Talbot won 4-0 against local rivals Glen Afton, and then won 2-0 last night against Alford. So there's another game tomorrow night, so they're coming thick and fast, and the league campaign gets going on Saturday. So, yeah. On next week, just to um, round it off quickly, um, we've got a, a former um, referee coming on um, to assess the weekend's Premiership games and cast his eye over the re- um, how the referees perform. Derek Crothers, he's still committed, so until he tells otherwise, look forward to hearing from him. Nice. So best behaviour, everyone, next week. You 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 you'll be booked in two minutes. Uh. I nearly bath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on that note, it's <laughs> John that does the baths. As long as John's not running my bath, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know what's happening for me. Maybe the charity game later in the season. Uh, so I, I, I'm looking forward to the game going again. Yeah. Uh, bye. Right. Catch you next week. Right. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers.